Well, we have to get into it since you just mentioned it. This is uh, Long Box Heroes After Dark <sighs> 271. We're right, getting right down to business while I'm uh, getting the new links for the Marvel Digital Freebies that apparently roll out at uh, 8.59 on a Tuesday. <laughs> Prime time to really get those quick hits. Yep. But at least they're updating. It seems like they're updating new ones every week. So six of one, half a dozen of the other, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you, Todd, went to the fancy gentleman's uh, humble abode yes, to the watch palatial. the sports and the entertainment. That's right, the palatial compound. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even get a dollar. I didn't even get a, a dollar. I didn't from my uh, PayPal, because I was hoping someone would just log into a random PayPal link and give money. Didn't work. But, uh, yeah, I went over. I had I think some... People were convinced that you were going to go either way. Right. They were like, why should I pay for a dollar what he's going to do anyway? Um, I wasn't going to go, and then I told there would be pizza. And that's pretty much the way to get me to go to a filthy wrestling show. Well, Todd, I was informed that I should have taken a picture of what my dinner was tonight. Oh, was what was it? A fancy onion pizza. Oh, the the one with the onions? Yeah. Oh, we'll have to get that with the first, you know, the next time we're the the soon to be named network uh affiliate players are together for something. Who knows what that could be? Oh boy, let's hope that never happens. Yeah. Anyway, so because um, I went out as well, I left my house. What to watch professional wrestling with a group of people for the first time in quite some time? You know, that's the one drawback of the award-winning World Wrestling Entertainment Network that it's cut down on people getting together to watch the big events. You know, you know what? I think people should be alone in their own shame when they're watching wrestling. <laughs> You know, why should you why should you get together and then like like not want to look each other in the eyes while you realize what's on the big screen? No thanks. No, but I I, you know, um Saturday I was busy so I was off social media bunch and then Sunday I was busy uh leading up to and including the pay-per-view. I was trying to be uh in the moment, being personable with the folks that I was there with, not being on my phone the whole goddamn time. Oh. And uh, I, I did a very good job. So I missed, like, I didn't see your uh, goofy tweet about, like, oh, send me money to go watch wrestling sort of thing. Because right. I really, because I had a couple bucks laying around from the football pool, football pool, uh, the the at-odds rumble opportunity. Ugh, I had worst. some money sitting around there, so I could have shorted someone a buck that I sent to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could have laundered it into my account. Yes. Um. But yeah, so I'm glad that you went out. I because it's like pulling teeth to get you out, and yeah. I, it's good to see you go out with everybody but me. So <laughs> I I am a reverse vampire in yes. that a vampire can't come into your home unless you invite them in. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to initiate leaving my house, right? But if you offer like, hey, let's watch wrestling, I'll probably leave my house to go watch. Wrestling. Ah, okay. There you go. Especially if it's the vampire wrestler Gangrel. I'll go watch that, too. You oh, know. was he there? Was No, he was not there. Was he serving drinks where you were? No, no. Okay. Hey, that guy looks like Gangrel. Yeah, looks like. Let's step on that. So did, did you at least have a good time? Because I know it's been a while since you've gotten a chance uh, to go over to the fancy gentleman's house for any reason, really. Yeah, um... 
I went over, I think, for a couple episodes of Doctor Who recently, but I went over and there was a couple other people there, um, or two other people there. And I had a good I, I had a good time, you know, to just riffing on on uh on wrestling, but um I was really confused on a lot of stuff because a rumble doesn't give you like there's all these new people that I don't recognize. Right. And they're like, all right, they come in the ring and it's like, all right, well, who is who is that? And like, oh, that's so and so, and they're with so and so now, and they're doing this. And then I'll be like, Well, who wait a minute, which of the blonde Barbie ones with the waxy skin is the one I was talking about a second ago? And I'd get lost and I wouldn't know what was going on. And then it would all became a jumble in my head. And I was like, all right, it was confusing. Except for the men's Royal Rumble, because there wasn't a lot of people in the ring really on during that. I was like, oh, who's that guy? It's, you know, it's Brock Lesnar. I don't need to know anybody else. It was a royal jumble in your head. Yes, it was. <laughs> so do you have any other questions since Adam doesn't watch wrestling, even though he does a wrestling podcast? Right. Um, I don't want to cast dispersions on Dave because I don't know what his deal is. Right. No, uh, Dave Holden, I don't think watched a lot of wrestling. Cause I think he told me that because I would, cause when I found out he wouldn't, he didn't watch a lot of wrestling. I would, I would ask him questions and he kept telling me, he's like, Jesus Christ, I told you I don't watch wrestling. And I'm like, this is funny to me. But, uh, and then <laughs> I, nothing I makes me happier than not knowing the answer to your wrestling question. Right. So, and then I was, I was good. And I was, I was only told to shut up once by Adam. Okay. So that's a good, and it was when the fiend who I still don't get, I do oh, the not fiend get Bray Wyatt. What? Oh, the fiend Bray Wyatt. Yes. Who I don't get. I don't get you guys' love for the fiend Bray Wyatt. I just, I was just happy. They didn't put the red lights on during the whole match. Yes. Um, but they did, they did some, like, I guess his past promos and we were talking through the past promos of that, but then like these promos and I'm like, all right, these aren't new. So like he's seen them. And then I got, I got a stern shushing and I was like, okay, I forgot all you guys worship at the altar of the, the fiend Bray Wyatt. Whatever. Well, I'll say, I'll say this in some discussion of the fiend Bray Wyatt. So I explain, I was explaining to Michelle the, kayfabe thing about the fiend Bray Wyatt and it was less embarrassing than this past Friday when my wife walked in on me watching a Otis Mandy Rose segment (laughs) trying to explain that was less embarrassing than explaining the fiend just to give you an idea of what the world of professional wrestling is these days well I will say that most likely the greatest moment in Royal Rumble history was when Mandy Rose landed on Otis. Yes. And I was hoping, and I even tweeted this out that in the female, in the male Rumble, that Otis would be in the ring and then jump out and land two feet on Mandy to she could reciprocate. <laughs> Did not happen. So I felt that- biggest waste. Because I wanted to see Otis get in the ring yes. with Brock. Oh my and, god. And just have a sweat off. You know what I mean? Just like move around so you can get more just just body fluid splashing around the ring. There, there was a there was a period there where Brock was in there with a bunch of the beefy boys, and I'm like, oh, this would be a great time for like an Otis to come out, you know, just so Otis could Otis next to Brock, and then just Brock could annihilate him, you know? No, o- Otis would annihilate Brock, thus putting Otis on the map. So. Otis- 
Otisburg. Uh, where I was going to go with, you're talking about The Fiend. So I like The Fiend Bray Wyatt just fine. I liked it a lot more when it was the the Firefly Funhouse and the skits and the vignettes. Mm-hmm. And then the problem is, is you know, uh, to steal a phrase from someone else, then the bell had to ring. And The Fiend Bray Wyatt hasn't been having, like, the most electrifying matches or even the most, like, fun matches from a sports entertainment sort of way, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I still enjoy the Firefly Funhouse skits. But the Fiend stuff, I can kind of take it or leave it. Um, just because the character itself, you know, it, it lends itself to being unstoppable, you know? That was the one thing that I kind of took away from it. It was like, basically, my joke through the whole thing was, he's, it's like, all right, it, it, this was this is Firefly and Daniel Bryant before the match. Like, going, all right, so what I'm going to do is you're going to have one minute offense and then I'm going to whip you for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And like, it would go on and I did that joke. And then, you know, and then a little bit later and he'd whip him again. And I'd be like 11 minutes. I'm going to whip you for and 12. Cause that's all it seemed like. It just seemed like that whole match was Daniel Bryant threw a couple of, you know, a couple of haymakers and then he got his ass whooped. And then it was just, Hey, we have a leather strap. So let's just, just whip out. I'll whip you for, for a few minutes, but that's all they're, they're trying. They're, they're mm-hmm. trying to do something with the fiend to add some sort of gimmick, some sort of something mm-hmm. to the matches. And, you know, there was one match where he wrestled as Bray Wyatt, like the, the kids firefly Funhouse person against the Miz. Right. Adam told me about that. He says he's like, I'm not even going to wake him up. He's, this isn't worth it. Yeah. 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 And listen, as a, as a lifelong fan of the undertaker who, whose bread and butter was spooky shit in wrestling. (laughs) You know, I'm all about it, but the thing is, there were a bunch of other big guys for The Undertaker to do his spooky shit too. You know, like, uh, you can have The Undertaker take on your your Kamalas and your giant Gonzalezes and your Nails and your Yokozunas to a point, but it gets to a point where you either need to just have him be the world beater and nothing can stop him, or you need to do something even more outlandish and ridiculous to stop The Undertaker, right? Right. And that's, you know, I knew it wasn't going to happen with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's like the down-to-earth, you know, pun intended, like, straight-laced, relatable character. And, like, they did the whole thing at the end where he gets his quote-unquote heat back. You know, like, what's heat now in World Wrestling Entertainment? But where he walked to the back under his own power. Like, he refused assistance from the the, the medical personnel or the yeah. officials or whatever it is, right? So much heart. So right. much heart. And, and like I said, like, it's something as subtle like that. You know, we can say whatever we want about it, but, like, that was their idea. That was the plan. That works. Daniel Bryan's going to move on to something else a little bit lower down the card. The Fiend is going to move on to taking on Roman Reigns, certainly, and then they're going to paint themselves into a corner at WrestleMania with that match. But that's well, what if they make Roman? What if they make Italian Precipitation a wizard? And they could do could, that, like because uh, many fight. moons ago, when he beat uh, Ro- Italian Precipitation, aka Roman Reigns, defeated the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Uh, people were very upset about this, and the and Roman Reigns comes out. People are just booing him. And, like, it was, like, a seven-minute thing where he was just stood in the ring and people booed him the next night on Raw. Was that the night where he'd start to lift the mic up? Yes. And they'd boo again. He'd just, like, he'd kind of, like, roll his eyes and put it down. But he knew what he was doing, Joe. He knew what he was doing. 
And then he said, this is my yard now. And everyone's like, ah, like double booze, right? Right. So because he beat The Undertaker, and you said, what if Roman Reigns becomes a spooky wizard? Right. People will say, since he can control the lights and shoot lightning from his fingertips, that The Undertaker himself is a spooky wizard. Mm -hmm. What if The Undertaker empowers his spooky wizarddom onto Roman Reigns for this match at WrestleMania? Can I go one up on this, Joe? Go ahead. What if Kane showed up and double, triple, quadruple spooky wizard him just to get him to the Fiend's level? Well, Kane is going to be defeated, or Kane is taking on uh, Bray Wyatt on the next Blood Oil Money show. Oh, is I thought he was too busy running the city. Well, you know, sometimes you got to pop a guy in to, uh, <laughs> you know, get a Blood Oil Money payday. It's like, it, this Blood Oil Money is going to go for fixing the streets. But I'm glad you had a, any other concerns or questions that were unable to be answered oh, by uh, uh, Adam or poor Dave, who was subject thing... to Adam and your nonsense. Yes. The only other thing that I had, and, and Adam tweeted out about it, was while he was while he had a watch, I was also subjected to watching a Midnight Express versus the Rock and Roll Express match. And then I had to watch an Orange Cassidy with R.D. Evans match. So, so I was like, Oof. why did Adam put those matches on? Um, okay, well, now, Adam... Did, right, so Adam was upset that he had to watch those matches. Right, I can't think of the guy's name. I, I, I'm blanking, and Adam will yell at me until... Wasn't, it, wasn't but, it his house, and he can just kind of do whatever he wants? Yes, but he went downstairs to smoke away from all the Azrael merchandise. Okay. So that's where he goes. He goes downstairs to have his, you know, cancer stick. And while he was down there, the, uh, the gentleman put on the the midnight express match. Cause he was trying to get Adam to do it and Adam wouldn't. And then he came up, he's like, Hey, we're going to watch this. And Adam was doing the whole pre-crisis thing. There's no wrestling before 1990, blah, blah, blah. But then halfway through it, he was like, if you have to do this, then you have to sit down and watch the orange Cassidy, uh, whatever Evans match or whatever. So I was sitting there and I was like, all right, I'll watch both. And in the end I was like, wow, there's a lot of chaos and Jim clarinet in this match. Mm-hmm. And then, the only thing that I kind of I only popped twice because I'm also not the Orange Cassidy fan. You guys are. Um, right. I thought it was funny. I really did. I thought it was funny. Uh, my my two favorite bits were the uh, Fast and the Furious bit where he's right. like, ah, "Fast and the Furious sucks," and it, he just kept escalating like whatever and like five was the worst, and it got worse when The Rock showed up and he gets back in the ring. I'm like, all right, that's that's a great way to to bring somebody back who's walking away and the glasses bit where kept taking the glasses and breaking them. And he was pulling them out of everywhere from the ref's pocket to actually his opponent's pocket. I'm like, all right, that's a good gag. But then in my mind, I actually thought too much about orange Cassidy. And I'm like, in this, in this thing, like he's in AEW, whatever, like it, it works. I get it. I understand why people like it. It's not, it's not for me, but I get it. How long could you make that run that court? You have to be really, you have to have constant new gags. You know what I mean? And that's the bit that I look at Orange Cassidy. I'm like, if you have fresh gags every week, I'm with you. Or, or if you're going to do this over and over again, it's going to wear out its welcome very quick. You don't blow off all your gags in the first 13 weeks of TV. Well, I, that, yes, I don't mean you have to have a right. new gag every minute, but I just mean. I don't know how long you could do this. How you have to have some inventive people and imaginative people to make this keep going. That's all I'm saying. Well, uh, again, um, 
I can't the, believe we broke down this much wrestling on the show. Well, this Ugh. this is the show where we kind of analyze wrestling and treat it as the entertainment and the art form that it is. Right. Uh, so the man behind Orange Cassidy has a ton of stuff that he has done as Orange Cassidy on a bunch of other shows. And, like, he's got his, like, four to five bits that he could do, right? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, my four or five bits that I have, and I could intermix those four or five bits in with every different person on the roster, okay? Okay. And once I mix those in with every person on the roster, now I've got to get four or five new bits. But the thing is, he's doing, like, maybe one to two bits with every person on the roster. So Orange Cassidy is no dummy. He knows not to, like do all four of his things or all five of his things in every single match that he has on TV. Right. He's got the thing with the pockets. Okay. That'll happen in every single match. And I'm fine with that. That seems to be his gimmick. Right. The kicks. eh, Maybe it happens in like every third match. Mm -hmm. The crazy dive that he does. Nah, maybe that happens in like every other third match. And eventually it's going to get to a point because he's yet to have, like, a singles match on TV. Okay. He's always either in the corner of the tag team or as part of the tag team, right? hmm So he's never had a singles match. Well, once he has his singles match, then he could roll everything else out. Okay. Now he could roll out the bits that he does in the context of a match into it. Okay, well, now you don't have Orange Cassidy wrestle on TV every week. And again, yes, of course, I'm his friend. <laughs> but you treat him like how they should be treating Chris Jericho or how they should be treating John Moxley, where you don't see these guys wrestling on TV every single week, because the more and more you make your special guys wrestle on TV, the less and less special they are. Mm-hmm. So whether they're doing, I, I'm assuming they're doing it unintentionally because of the way that the creative runs in AEW, that by not having Orange Cassidy have matches on TV or even be involved in matches on TV all the time, they're keeping him special longer. Okay, yeah. And the last thing that I will say about wrestling in the Rumble yes, was it was fun to see certain guests at, at, at the Fancy Gentleman's house not un, like be like, I'm like, oh my God, like it's hot cop against hot cop in the ring. Like that's all that's left. And he's like, like did you just say hot cop? It's like, yes, the hot cops and Italian precipitations. What are the hot? He's like, and, and Adam's just like rubbing his forehead and shaking his head. And I'm like, he's well, like, you have to pick up what he's after a while. You'll get it. And they just, and I was like, oh, I love when I can old material with new fans. Right. Well, that's the thing. You're Orange Cassidy in this situation. <laughs> yes, I am the Orange Cassidy of, of commentating. And you and you took Adam under your wing. Right. And hurt my soul. I know. I'm just busted. This Ooh. this has been fun. I'm glad we got to talk about wrestling again. Yeah. Because now all these all these old chestnuts that you have, <laughs> you can dust them off for a new audience that hasn't heard them <laughs> dozens upon dozens upon dozens of times. That's right. Get to tell them how I miss Lana's, you know, accent. Lots of good stuff. Right. But and I have a question for you, non wrestling related. Go ahead. How was your arty party? Oh, Artie was awesome. Uh, Artie Lang was good. The two opening acts were really good. Um, Allie Breen and this guy, uh, Ross Bennett, mm-hmm. who, who has like a like... manic old man, like crazy scientist energy to him. 
Right, like he's a he's a good legendary wit. You know what? I I I was praying. Like they were in uh, they were in Philly the night before, or like outside Philly at the Keswick Theater, and I was hoping that the legendary Wid, since he's like that area comic, that he was going to be on one of the two shows. Sadly, he was not. Oh, because you would have been all over. You would have been telling me and making just rubbing it in my face. Yes, I would have been. Yes, I would have been. And you had the best uh, fried chicken in the world, or something. Yeah, it was real. That was uh, okay. So uh, you saw the picture. Uh, it was technically what they called a half a fried chicken. Right. Uh, and you saw the, uh, amount of mashed potatoes and you saw the broccoli there. And I do want to let you know, in the interest of fairness, there was another piece of broccoli underneath the chicken. Well, how'd you find the chicken? Uh, I'm, well, how'd I find the broccoli? I moved the chicken. <laughs> there you go. Um, how That's much was my meal? How much was your meal? You saw me- a picture of it. Right. Your meal was $16.99. $23. Oh, but did it did it have $23 worth of taste? <laughs> it did. Okay. Uh, the the second piece of chicken was a little bit more uh breading than I would have liked. Not as succulent. Not as succulent as the other piece, you are correct, sir. <laughs> um but yes, it was it was good. Uh April enjoyed her pumpkin ravioli. Ooh. Ugh. Well, Ugh. listen, it's none of my business, all right? Your wife has come under the thrall of Big Bumpkin? And she, cert- she certainly has. Oh, that must be a, a civil war in that house. Good yeah. thing she sleeps in a race car bed. Oh. <laughs> but anyway. But no, it was, it was a weekend of me leaving the house, you know? I and know. It, was, it was enjoyable. Oh, and I didn't even mention, the sh- uh, so the day started off like super shitty, too. Uh, so on the way home from work on Friday, and we'll make this quick, uh, on the way home from work, I hit a pothole on 81, right? And I'm like, oh, that didn't feel right, you know? <laughs> I'll be dealing with that in a few minutes. And I'll be dealing with that, and I made it home, and the tire looked okay, and I kicked it, it wasn't <laughs> flat or nothing, you know? I did everything I knew how to, I kicked it. Well, no, I, again, I checked the rim, I, 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 you know, it was raining out, so I really couldn't do much at that point, but I, I looked at the rim, I looked to see if it was bent, I looked to see if the tire was all fucked up or something, it wasn't, so I'm like, okay, we'll see how it looks in the morning, so in the morning, I see it starting to, like, get a little low, mm-hmm. like, alright, let's get this over to the convenient mart where they have the air pump gimmick, and I'm gonna, uh, you know, fill it up and see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. I fill it up, and as soon as I take the little air thing off, my tire starts making the noise as though you, like, let the air out of a balloon. Oh, like, that's, that's how quick good. the air was coming out. Mm-hmm. So down the road, I'm like, shit, let me fill this back up with air and see if I can make it there. It's about a quarter mile down the road. It's one of those, like, Bill's new and used tire emporiums that seem to be popping up all over the place, right? Right. So I take it there. I go, yeah, yeah, this needs to be fixed. They're like, you want a new one or a used one? I'm like, I'll take a used one. So uh, they put a used one on, 35 bucks. Um, and I take my kid, because I had to take my kid to a birthday party at the Y, a swimming birthday party at the Y, which is about a half a mile away. So I drive there. Tire looks okay. Made it there. Party's like two hours long. We get out. Tire's flat. The new tire they just put on is flat. 
So I'm like, motherfucker. I got to put the donut on. I see the donuts like almost flat. I'm like, son of a bitch. So I'm like, I'm furious, man. Like this is the shittiest day ever. Um, so I take it back over to the place. I go, I go, I was here like two hours ago and three hours ago. I go, you guys put this tire on and it was flat in a half a mile. I drove away, you know? So they gave me a new one. They didn't charge me anything extra, but it was just like, it just ate up so much of my goddamn time Saturday before I left for Artie, you know? It's work. I mean, it's, it's aggravation. It's running around. It's not like, you know, it's the, it's not like a a fire in your house, but you're like, goddamn, I got to do this. Right. Right. But I'm attempting to put the first episode of the Wings on Wings podcast up on the site. <laughs> I'm and, glad uh, you finally found out what it was. Yeah, well, I, and see, that was one of the things, because there was so much shit going on on Saturday. I wasn't all over fucking social media, and apparently, like, Michelle had tweeted out, and DJ tweeted it out, and you responded saying you wanted to be on it, and I missed all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. So then when I went up to DJ and Michelle's to go watch the pay-per-view, they had mentioned it. And I go, oh, let me look that up right now. And that was the only time I pulled out my stupid phone was to go look up the Wings on Wings podcast Twitter mm-hmm. so that I can make sure that I'm following it. And DJ's using some sort of, I don't know what the fuck he's using to put this show up. <laughs> he's using a mess- He's using a soundboard. Yeah, I don't know. It's player.captivate.fm I don't know how the fuck I'm going to find an RSS feed for this thing Mm. but I'm going to let you in on a secret here Todd Yeah. I don't know no wings the TV show or the The food I've never seen the show okay that's fine so I got nothing on this show I know you volunteered to be on several episodes already that's right Uh, there's the guy who was remember the guy who was uncle whoever Uncle Lewis in Christmas Vacation, and he was in our, in our Patreon special, The Producers. He was drunk guy in a bar. Yeah. Well, he does a trilogy of Wings episodes as Uncle Carlton, and I said, I demand to be on those, because the first one called Das Plane is one of my favorite episodes of TV. Um, it's fantastic. And then he comes on two more, and then we find out his nephew is Gilbert Godfrey. In a, oh, in a character, yes. In a character, so maybe you might want to take those Gilbert, uh, the Gilbert Godfrey episode. That's the one that's not mine because I guess he shows up with Carlton for an episode, and then he's uh, he does like one or two on his own. So maybe you can just slide into have some Gilbert Godfrey fun and eat a wing or two. Mm. See, I'm looking out for you. I know how to get you on a show. And uh, just for me, it, me, Josh, Scott, and Matt ended up getting our tickets to see Alice Cooper in Wilkes-Barre. Ah, oh, there you go. So I was going to ask if you're interested. We know there's an available seat next to us, but I know getting you out of the house is hard, especially to go as far away from your home as Wilkes-Barre. <laughs> it's tough sometimes. Right. I just figured I'd make the offer. Uh-huh. Because I know how much you love Alice Cooper. And I like might, Alice Cooper just fine. And he might look up and see me, his good buddy, and invite us all down. So you never know. Maybe. hmm So, there you go. So, thanks everyone for listening. <laughs> 
Be sure to check out uh, all the shows soon to be named Network, including Wings on Wings. The pilot is up. As you've listened to this, maybe you're a Patreon and you've gotten this early. Uh, you know, the Patreon's kicking. We just had the January 1990 previewing pre, uh, previewing the past go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the $5 and up folks, and of course the dollar to $5 folks will get that in about two weeks. Right. The dollar people just got the, the producers. Right, dollar people just got the uh, producers. So and that'll be a rotating cycle of goodness. That's what we're hoping. Mm-hmm. That's what we're hoping. Oh, wait a minute. Does he have an RSS feed for this thing? He does. There you go. I know a couple of podcasts I can get you some RSS feeds for. No, I don't want those ones. Mm. You got to be humble, man. But anyway. All right. So thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 271 of Longbox Heroes After Dark. And uh, we'll see you all here next week. <laughs>